Poorly Informed Podcast. My name's Theo, and I am me, Max. That's me. And Will. That's me. And Peter. That's you. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Poorly Informed Podcast. I'm this week's host, Theo, and as usual, Peter, Will, and Max are with me here. Today is the first episode of a sort of loose two-parter where we're going to be exploring capitalism and socialism as well as what the political spectrum is, what our own personal political views are uh, and a lot else besides. To kick off the episode, just before we started recording, we each took a political compass test online. This determined where you rank along the political spectrum from left to right uh, and from government intervention to no government intervention. None of us have seen the results of each other. Um, We're going to pretend that Peter didn't look at Will's phone earlier. And so in a minute, we're going to show each other our results, see whether we agree with each other, whether we think they're accurate, have a little bit of an argument about that. And then we're going to start preparing for next week's major debate on capitalism versus socialism as an economic system. Yep, and our results will be up on the Instagram, at Podcast Poorly, so if you want to have a look at that, so you just know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, thank you, Max. So it's going to be on the Instagram, and it will be on the Twitter as well. Um, So check those out while you're listening. But, as always, welcome to the Paul Informed Podcast. Today, we're looking at the political spectrum. So, we've each, as I said, we each did a political... Test. Yep. We've each got our results. Yeah, we do. Indeed. Should we do uh, one at a time? Yeah, I think one at a time. So who wants to go first? So it's so top. So authoritarian, libertarian is about authority, and then yeah. So yeah, I'm not so, explaining it. You can. Sorry. So the two axes are economic, which is left right, and social, which is authoritarian, libertarian. Oh, okay. I got the wrong hand. Fine. So the way this works is they there is a grid. It's not just a left right line, uh, as you may be familiar with. It's there's a two axes, left, right, and authoritarian at the top and libertarian at the bottom. It's a 20 by 20 grid, so you can mark precisely where you are on that grid. If you're near the top, that means you think the government is more authoritative. Uh, socially, it should take more authority, be more punitive in its punishments, uh, and have a heavier hand in daily life. If you're at the bottom, you think the government should butt out of your business uh, and leave you to live your life uh, personally and by yourself. This is where the Liberal Democrats would sit near the bottom of the grid. Conservatives would be near the top. Then you've got left, right. So on the left, you feel that economically the government should intervene and get involved in the free market uh, to stop it from having a bad impact. And if you're on the right, you think the government shouldn't get involved and should let it uh, run by itself. So if you're on the left, you're more Labour. And if you're on the right, you're also more Conservative. So... Who wants to reveal... Shall I go first? Yeah, go on, Max. Okay, well, I am... (laughs) That is mine. I am as centre as you can get, probably. So I'm 0.38 right and 0.31 authoritarian. So you make a lot about being a radical centrist, but you are seriously, like, bang in the middle. You've not... There's nothing meaningful there. No, not even after the first box, It's just lazy. (laughs) No, it's not lazy. It's a lot of effort to be this impartial. That's not impartial. (laughs) That's still a political opinion. It's just... 
not it, it, just cowardice you can't pick a side it's, yeah. it's just the default one isn't it when you're born like, I don't it's like identify a water, with identity it's politics it's like a watered down liberal democrats and that's saying something in fact I have from the politicalcompass.org website I've got a um, a grid with all of the parties from the 2017 general election that was done by them so okay. how accurate it is is up to them so we can't be sure of this but actually Max that would place you f- substantially further to the left three boxes left of the Liberal Democrats and one box less authoritarian than the Liberal Democrats so <laughs> are you more left than the Lib Dems that's the question so what we're saying though is that Max is essentially just the default character in the game customization yeah. <laughs> you're just a blank me right? yeah and then you just lay on political opinions yeah um, it's why you're never actually your own side in a political debate you just attack other people well I am a couple times because the way this works is that it asks you a load of questions it gives like six categories sort of socially economic and then there's sort of education and stuff so I it's not like I was like oh I'm impartial on all of them I was just strongly agreeing and strongly disagreeing with multiple things so I don't really identify with everyone no you're just like the Wii Fit Me you're like the (laughs) basic template character before you load your own me onto the game we're going to come back to you. That, okay, so bang on centre. Bang on centre. And that'll be on Instagram, as we said. Yep. Will, where are you? Um, well, I've actually moved since the last time I've done this, and I am there. So <laughs> everyone <listening> home, <laughs> We make a big joke of Will being very left on this podcast. Next week, he's going to be arguing in favour of socialism, we presume. But he is right on the left. I mean, on the last grid on the left. So, and really far down towards libertarian. So out of 10 on the left, I'm 9.88. Out of um, libertarian from 0 to 10, I am 7.69. So, so, so I'm very, very left wing and very libertarian. So the government should intervene almost all the, like basically all the time in the free market. But people should be able to do whatever they want. Well, yeah. it, as according to their website, the, the, the definition that which they use for the left wing in the economic thing is um, a cooperative, more based... It, it's not an individual freedom market economy. So it would be a different form of economy. It almost so sounds reasonable. It would be it like socialist <laughs> or something along those lines. That, that's yeah. what... Okay. We okay. look shocked, but really are we surprised? <laughs> no. Where were you last time? I was one space further to the right. And oh. I've moved. <laughs> I've moved even further left. Okay, so Peter, where, where, where are you on the grid? I am watered down Will. <laughs> so, so it turns out, so we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where we decided, you know, you make a lot of noise about being a great Lib Dem and tig and it turns out you're basically just a hard left libertarian. I am five out of ten left. That's very left. That is fairly far left. That is your, your, your bedfellows with John okay, McDonnell. Okay, if we compare this to the 2017 Labour governments, this is the Corbyn Labour government, Peter is, hang on, let me count, one space further to the left, and how many are you down? You're six down. And you're four spaces more libertarian. So you are you are the Corbyn government. So oh, he well, is I'm... further left than the Corbyn government and much more libertarian than the Corbyn government. I'm still less libertarian than Will. I'd just like to point that yeah, out. Yeah, but will left, we expect it? You, you make all this noise about being a steadfast liberal democrat, central, you know, radical... Bear in mind... Left of centre at worst. That is extreme left. Wait, sorry, can I see yours again? Uh, Bear in mind, you... Okay, from the economic side, he is eight thing, like eight squares away from the liberal democrats. Uh, left to <laughs> right. And he is um, seven squares away on uh, the authoritarian libertarian. So he is pretty damn far away from the Lib Dems he claims to support. Is there, so and which, which, which party's second closest after Labour? Uh, he's closest to the Green. 
Green are interestingly less left-wing than Labour. However, they are more libertarian. So yeah. he aligns libertarian pretty much with um, Greens, but okay. he's further left. So we've got a lazy centrist, a proto-communist... <sighs> Hardline communist. A, 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 a Corbyn, I don't know, advisor. And then this is my chart. Ooh. Ooh, I like That's it. Like so, more than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm not left or libertarian to the same scale that Will or Peter is, but I am comfortably in the le- bottom left box. Um, so, f- ish libertarian, fairly left, so I don't mind a bit of government intervention, but that is much more left than I thought I'd be. I'm in a podcast with a load of commies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for reference, Theo is by far the closest to the Labour Party. He is the same degree of left wing. He, however, <laughs> he's slightly more libertarian. That's interesting. I So... Uh, obviously, we're young guys, so our age group is much more likely to be left yeah. than any other. But that is still much more left than I was expecting. And it shows yeah. we, I mean, the three of us, me, Max and Peter, all proclaim to be centrist. It shows that two of the three of us don't understand what being a centrist <laughs> actually yeah. is. Although my problem I had with this test is that some of them were very leading questions. Yeah. So was it the first one to do with multinational corporations? Yeah. Where it's like, uh, if um, globalisation should continue, it should be for the betterment of everyone rather than multinational corporations. Yeah, How would you strongly that? disagree? I don't know. You sort of do it on the responsibilities of companies rather than, oh, they should do it for the better because obviously everyone's going to think it's for the better. And if you say strongly agree, that's going to say you're hardline left. But then some people libertarian. disagree that the response is the company's responsibility because they exactly. think the company shouldn't have yeah. any yeah. say over that and they should be yeah. forced to do it, whatever. Ex- it's exactly. Not that's not what the, but so. the question is asking that. It, that globalisation should be for the better of everyone rather than firms. If you reword it to be the responsibilities of the firms, then it is more likely to be a more balanced question. Okay. And I felt that there were quite a few questions like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, the, the test wasn't entirely fair. But at the same time, we could talk about the test, but that's quite a dull thing yeah. to listen to. So you're right, there are some concerns. But at the same time, we are still, as a group, much further left than we want to be. Yeah. But you're not. You're fine, Will. But me and Peter are slightly shocked by this. So there, there's definitely some work to be done in realigning our <laughs> centrist values, as it were. I think what we should do now is define what the political spectrum is and like where it comes from, because I think that's important and it's not always fully understood by everyone. So... Uh, the idea of left and right originally came from the French government, wasn't yes, it? In the, it was the revolutionary government. One of, in France, one of the revolutionary governments in France. I think it was the National Assembly, but I'm not entirely there sure. I wrote that up. Because there was the National Assembly, the, the Legislative uh, Assembly, the National Convention, and there was hundreds. So, so you've got. <clears throat> so, obviously, so, this is, there's only one democracy in the world at the time of the French Revolution, and that is the United States of America. So, but they, I don't know, I don't know much about their political history, but presumably they hadn't quite come up with these coherent ideas of leftist and rightist, and it took the French to divide people into camps. Well, the original thing with the French was when they first, the revolution first happened, they didn't immediately depose the king. The king was sort of limited, they were trying to draft a constitution that was sort of like a parliamentary democracy away from... Uh, yeah, yeah, a constitutional, no, uh, constitutional monarchy. monarchy, yeah, sorry. Where they'd have a parliament that have, like, influence and the king might be able to veto stuff, but he wouldn't have absolute power. And the supporters of the king would sit on the right side of the convention or the assembly, whichever one it was, and the opponents of the king would sit on the left. Okay. And this is in relation to the Speaker of the House who was sitting in the centre. And on the right, in the seats of honour, were the 
the, the nobility essentially the royalty supporters and on the left were the on the seats of dishonor were the peasants like i was quite worried about the technicalities of who sat where by the peasants i mean wealthy merchants so not really peasants but uh, yeah, so the left was the merchant class and the right was the old guard, the the royalty and the nobility of the land. And the church. And the church. And this um, obviously led to mainly a conflation of ideals in terms of socially, because obviously the old guard were in favour of keeping the conservatism, they were in favour of keeping the power of the church, the power of the nobility, uh, whilst the uh, sort of the capitalists, the merchants on the left were more about uh, liberalizing things and more rights to the people n- not based on who your father was or who your grandfather uh, was and that's come to be today so we have left which tend to be more you know you might as well say that the, the left is the progressive yeah, group of politicians the left has been the secularizing progressive side the right are more focused on tradition and values mm-hmm. and um, you know not necessarily preserving things um, in sort of stagnant form but in upholding history and culture yeah they'd be known as what's called reactionary which is where they react to things and oppose things rather than sort of make new changes whether it's the more progressive side or the democratic socialists how they were known in about the 1850s where it was the democratic socialists and the reactionaries so the socialists would make changes and push things and then the reactionaries would often try and stop them also and whether that's good or bad that's up for you to decide but obviously on this podcast we seem to think that's bad and that left is good Um, I'm still getting over I can't like I, I didn't, I didn't think I was actually. I mean, that's a shock. You, we all knew Peter that you were secretly left. Was I like a closet leftist? Are you, yeah. yeah. Not very are, you, are, you, are you now going to deny that you are left? Are you going to embrace I it? I don't think that one online political True. compass quiz will tell me who to vote for for the rest of my life. I'm not suddenly going to start buying the socialist worker and voting for the English social worker party. Didn't you already get? The socialist worker. Yeah, but that's not. I'm not I don't <laughs> <buy> it. <laughs> you get it for free, like a communist. <laughs> Our socialist worker. But um, didn't you are pretty left? Like all the time, you talk about you know we should tax big companies and you know make sure that the people uh, have fair treatment and we should be looking to change up our politics and our electoral mm-hmm, system. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that the Labour Party say. Yes. And your point is that I should vote for the Labour Party. Yes. Uh, well, yes, but like actually no, because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just because ideologically you can be aligned to something, uh, you don't base your votes purely off ideology. There's an element of tactical voting, which although I disagree with, is a, a thing that exists. Um, Not in our constituency, it doesn't. Then, as well as tactical voting, you have the fact that you can disagree with the people that the parties are being run by or being led by. So you may agree with their policies, but they could you could think they're, they're bad people. For example, I'm not a massive fan of Jeremy Corbyn. He's done some questionable things in his life. Um, and as well, you can have your personal ideologies, but you can understand that those don't necessarily represent what could be the best for the country, the best direction the country country could step in yeah, and also a party's ideology and what they say they're going to do doesn't always align with what they actually do, do in their track record and, mm. Mm. 
But so just looking at like the fundamental philosophies behind kind of the two sides, left wing is characterized as, and this is just quoting for Wikipedia, so sorry to be boring, but things like liberty, equality, fraternity, rights, progress, reform and internationalism. Uh, whereas the right wing side is um, notions of authority, hierarchy, order, duty, tradition, reaction and nationalism. So what does that make the centre? That make I think that makes the centre a very interesting mix where you can sort of there's two kind of things when you come to the centre because if you think of the centre I think of British politics as an expert <laughs> <laughs> well if you think of the current centre in British politics that tends to be like liberal democrats who are quite fiscally conservative in like sort of they're a neoliberal sense they're, they're not democratic socialists and they're not social democrats so particularly. they kind of let the market yeah do what it wants like economically in this country the centre is quite to the right it's neoliberal it's, yeah. it's pro free market Whereas socially the centre in this country is, is I would say, more actually in the centre of things, where it's things like pro-LGBT rights and um, equality is sort of a fairly given thing that everyone just kind of accepts now, well, largely accepts. It's not something that's necessarily has to be fought. Well, of course, it's something that's fought over, but the parties aren't going to come out and say, oh, we want women to be paid less than men. Like, we've moved well past that point. Yeah. However, I think in this country, yeah, if we look at the economics, we are further to the right if on average. But then the whole Definitely. Western world is and has been for about 40 years now. Yeah. Well, my whole, whole thing with like the left and the right and so the political spectrum is where you lie. It doesn't represent all your ideas. Because as, as I said earlier, I strongly agree and strongly disagree with certain aspects which may be contradictory to the sort of traditional left and right ideology. So sort of, what was it? I don't think... What does it have in this one? Like, um, on homosexuality and stuff, I'm obviously all for that, you know? People should be allowed to do whatever they want. But then another issue, which I can't think of one, because my brain's not working, but then another sort of traditionally left-wing social issue I may disagree with. Yeah, so it's kind of... It's not necessarily that you're in the middle of all issues, it's just in general you are in the middle. Which is why what Peter was saying about which party to support, although from where I am in the middle it may not seem like I support any party... The, I don't know, a part, liberal Democrats, let's say. But can't but but if you're in the middle, there's a lot of accusations going around that centrists are a bit spineless. It's a compromise. It's middle it's ground, a bridge between the two. No, I reckon it's more sticking to your own beliefs than uh, aligning with one of a party. Because it's not like they believe this, so I believe this. It's I believe this. This is my set in stone beliefs that I will stick by, and I will. Although voting will be harder because I have to choose which ones I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm still sticking by those beliefs and will take them into account rather than being like, oh, I want to take on a leftist belief system so I will support everything the left supports. Okay. But then there is the thing of, if you're a centrist in this country on, say, in, not in the political compass sense, but in the, you're a centrist in all the parties, yeah, smack I, yeah. dab between Labour and Conservatives, if this was you 40 years ago, you'd have a very different set of beliefs to you now. Yeah, definitely. Because over the particular, since the sort of the 1980s, this sort of, it's, it's something called neoliberalism, which is this very pro-free market, this is much more an economic thing than a social thing, it's this pro-free market, um, globalisation, reduction of prote- protectionism, um, free trade is sort of the business of the day and reducing regulations and stuff like that. And that has been sort of the entire Western world, really. I can't think of any massive sort of places that have not done this. Sweden and Norway possibly have kept to a more traditional sort of centre-left kind of economic plan of... Well, Sweden's actually pretty right in terms of economic system. 
is right. It just has very um, socialist elements. Like in the UK, we have the NHS, which is a very socialist element in a free market economy. Sweden has very socialist elements, but it is a free market economy. Yeah. Just like to drop an interesting fact here. Have um, you been researching this the past five minutes? Oh, no. I was going to say, it's not going to be as interesting as he thinks it is. No. Well, no, because you're talking about neoliberalism and free trade being the, the thing of the day. That was originally the main issue supported by the left wing of the National Assembly uh, because they were the capitalists. They were the merchant class who supported uh, freedom of trade and low taxes and anything that would make them more money because they were the ones who were making the money. And then uh, over time, over about 50 years, flipped over and then the right took that as a thing and the left, as it became more extreme, more hardline, more about the lowest class, not the merchant class. Yeah, because uh, if it's in France, you know, about how the the top, sort of the aristocracy was kind of... It changed. It was no longer lords and stuff. It would be more the rich merchants. Well, it was merchants and lords, and merchants, merchants and wanted lord, yeah. money. But then they stopped representing yeah. the left, and the left started yeah. being the lowest elements, or like the poorest elements of society. Yes, yeah, so it's more a shift of the people that make up each group rather than yeah, a shift yeah. of the beliefs of each yeah. group. Because the it went from being a sort of a predominantly middle, upper middle class kind of side to a lower class. That was sort of the movement that became it. So, we've talked about Max and his limp centrism. We've <laughs> talked about Peter and his fake leftism. Well... <laughs> You mentioned you moved since the last yes. time you did this, pushing you further away from the Labour Party and further into genuinely far left, hard left? How can I put this politely? Um, hard left, we'll say, because you were on right on the edge of that grid. Um, so what? So you, you mentioned you changed, you become more libertarian, was it? No, I've become more left-wing. Libertarian is largely okay. the same. Um so what's made you more left-wing since the 2017 election? Because you were expecting, I think before you took this test, you were expecting to become left-left-wing? Um, well, so the last time I took this test, I was sort of a few more spaces to the right. This was closer to where the Labour Party is, um, closer to a sort of, I assume, a democratic socialist kind of way of looking at things. And actually, that, that's one thing to um, clear up. If we're talking about left-wing within Western nations at the moment, there's sort of two main strands I'd like to say there's more than that but these are the two main ones you have the social democrats so who are sort of favor a mixed economy and which is a, uh, a capitalist economy with uh, socialist em- elements like a welfare state and then there are democratic socialists like Corbyn who believe in socialism um, but the way of transferring our economy towards that um, through democratic means whereas I place myself well to the left of them however I think those are largely good ideas I I think the end result of a democratic socialist system ends up roughly where I think it would. Um, whether it, how it gets there, it could take a long time because the shift from our current economy to where I believe could take forever. But my fundamental beliefs are that the economy should be built around the people um, who work, the workers fundamentally. They should have the they control it. They own what's called the means of production, which is a big thing where where. Any value you make, any value the worker produces should go directly back or should come back to the worker rather than be put into a company where someone can siphon off the top and so on. We fall into your trap of letting you monologue and advertise. Sorry, I wanted to explain the large, broad thing. Um, So, so you've become, so basically, why have you become more left wing? Why? That's quite a deep question. That's that's like the fun, because I mean, 
I think for a lot of people, their political beliefs are like the fundamental, like that's a lot of, says about a lot of, about who you are. And personally, it's because when I look at the world, I see my priorities are, I see humans and I see companies and like a small number of people making things very difficult for a large number of people. And fundamentally, I think that should be, shouldn't be like that. I think if we all work together and had a system that was fairer and more egalitarian for everyone, we could all be better off. And I think it is possible. So that's kind of why. So it's about equality and fairness. And so, Max, presumably you don't mind similar, you would like more fairness and equality. But yeah. You don't go to, yeah. you, you instead look, do centrism yeah, I, rather like, than hard socialism. Yeah, I don't feel like going all the way, like I don't think going all the way free market or all the way uh, government intervention planned market is. I don't think either of them is the right strategy. I feel like we need a good mix, which although it could be seen as a lazy way, because you, it's like I don't really have a exact plan. I just think it should be a mix. But I feel like it's the most it's the most practical to work in a real government, which is obviously a real criticism of communism and socialism. Is that I'm not we're not getting on to that now. But um, the criticism everyone always cites is it's never worked in practice, and then the criticism is it's never really been tried. But if you're doing a government system, the main criteria is that it works as a government when you try it. Mm-hmm. So I think a middle road in everything is the most practical and most realistic okay. view. Okay, okay. He always got his hand up. Okay, everyone, Cecil, calm down, <laughs> sit down, let's go. Just a, cla- just a clarification, when you say in favour of government intervention, that's not necessarily what being economically left-wing means. I mean, that is a predominant, True. a lot of people like that but for instance a socialist market economy is a thing like that is a thing that people on the left do support where you'd have instead of businesses in a market economy you'd have cooperatives or something like that so actually i'm not really in favor of a planned economy because if you look at the ussr sorry to take it back to that for a second it went rather poorly but you can have a decentralized but still semi-planned economy or you can have a market economy there's all different sorts okay all right let's move away from the technical (laughs) because we've got some some good stuff here for next week where we'll have our main capitalism it's gonna be a 1v3 next conflict (laughs) yeah um okay uh, you've got something to say oh yeah i was adding i was just saying could you move the discussion what do you think about the polarization in politics would you say that that's a problem currently would you say that that is something increasing and I, th- I think it is, isn't it? It's identity politics. Identity politics. I think that is very bad. I don't think we should... I don't think people should hold their beliefs to someone else or something else. They should hold it and they should represent it with what they think. They may align more with a party, but they've got to realise that parties can change. So the... Uh, I'm going to say Labour because it's the party that's changed the most in UK politics. Unless we want to talk about the Lib Dems, but... No one cares about them, really, unfortunately. Um, not so even Labour, Peter. <laughs> the Labour government of today, so the Corbyn Labour government, well, not Labour, Labour Party, Corbyn Labour Party is very different to the Blair Labour Party of, you know, 10 years ago. So, or more than 10 years ago. So I think people have got to realise that as parties can shift, so can your personal beliefs. So you shouldn't hold yourself to a party or a mm. person. You should more be introspective about what you believe yeah so you get a lot of old people who vote labor and voted labor their lives yeah it's like if you get them to write down their opinions they're actually solidly conservative yeah and you get middle class prosperous areas around here as well that vote brilliantly conservative under what we call yellow tories so they're actually more likely lib dem or right of center rather than the firm right that the conservatives are at the moment so you have this mistaken understanding of what politics and political identity is 
um, as we've seen with boy over here who thought he was a neat little Lib Dem and it turns out he's a Lenin cap wearing Marxist no no they're more authoritarian he's more of the I don't know anarchist anarchist side of things yeah So Peter, you um, do us all a favour. He's been very um, quiet this episode. I think he's just been thinking about it. I'm being very introspective, yeah. <laughs> um, let's pivot away from talking about me. Polarisation in politics, would you say that that is a problem? Would you say people are being, uh, parties and people are being dragged away from the centre of mainstream politics? Would you say there's a death of centrism? No, I feel it's a death of centrism from a party viewpoint. So I feel like both parties are going more towards the extreme, as both, because there's only two parties in British politics, let's be honest. Um, Labour have definitely become more left, and Conservatives have stayed the same, maybe become a bit more right. I think socially they are becoming more left because there's the new age, sort of, you know, new era of Conservative MPs, but we need to see how that goes with the independent group, and as I said a couple of weeks ago, my plan is that we're going to have a new moderately centre uh, right-wing economic They're going to get wiped out. They are, yeah. Cough. <clears throat> I can believe. Um, so I think it's definitely an issue on the sort of party basis, but on an individual basis, I still I think lots of people in their hearts are centrist. And so if we do have a party like that, a centrist party can do very well. So long as they get rid of that identity politics of, I voted for these guys my whole life, I'm going to keep voting for them. Like with the uh, Lib Dems in 2010, when they yeah. got enough seats to form a coalition with the Conservatives and implemented Will's favourite economic policy in the last 50 years, austerity. Yes. You will sing austerity's praises until the sun goes down and it's time for bed. (laughs) Oh, yes. I love austerity. I never say a bad word about it. No. So, history... So, let's talk... So, we've talked about the French National Assembly, the sitting to the right and the left of the king. But let's look a bit more modern. So, let's look in the last 100, 150 years. So, you've got protestations you've got this idea that victorian capitalism isn't quite working then suddenly in the middle of the 1800s communism props up will do you want to talk us through so what why does that come about you know who brings it about and what what happens next so in the middle of the 1800s there's a guy called Karl marx and he is a philosopher he writes some things about philosophy and particularly about means of production and that kind of thing and being essentially what he wants or what he's pushing for is an economy that's for the workers, by the workers, rather than anyone else. They have control over their own stuff. But this then is sort of the catalyst for a number of things, and there are a number of revolutions throughout the 1800s, and many of them sort of push for this communist kind of ideals. If you think of like the Paris Commune in the 1870s, I think it was the 1870s, um, they, this was a, an insurrectionary, insurrectionary commune, sort of a government of, of Paris that was a fairly far left-wing ideal. However, as we saw again um, 50 years later in the Russian Revolution, they often didn't quite go the same way. These, Particularly the left-wing um, changes occurred when there was violence. These were in civil wars. So yeah. the government's during often... During the Franco-Prussian War. During the Franco-Prussian War, yeah. And in the Spanish Civil War. And well. in the Spanish Civil War. So often these... Why is it then that communist or hard socialist governments We'll stick with hard socialists for now because often they're bearing. Well, just to clarify terms, so in in some ways people use communist and socialist interchangeably. What I think the 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 sort of traditional meaning would be that socialism is the implementation is like an implementation period, and once you achieve 
true socialism, as it were, in air quotes, you have become a communist nation. The communi- communism is the end goal, per se. And do you want... Is you someone who wants communism? I'm somebody who pushes for an economy that's f- f- by the workers, for the workers. It's a yes or no question. <laughs> we won't ostracise you for okay, it. We've I'm, done I'm that already. I'm holding my tongue so much. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would you... The, the problem is communism has a, a reputation because of the USSR as a very mm. authoritarian one-party state thing and that doesn't quite represent because if I say yes I'm a communist you say oh he obviously supports the Soviet Union but no okay. it's something a bit different from that but yes I want to plant like a sort of a, that's the economy I want a very left wing okay yeah. so for future reference um, we'll talk about hard socialism rather than yeah. communist so then that gives us scope to talk about countries such as Venezuela and Cuba which and China as well which aren't really communist um, anymore. So, in the case of why do you think hard socialism, when coming to light in a country, has to be driven through violence? It's not that often that hard socialists are elected compared to, say, far-right governments, which are quite often elected to power. So, while both the far-left and the far-right are immensely more popular whenever there's something going going badly wrong in a country. Because if if the status quo is good enough nobody's going to rock the boat that much. You might get a little left-wing, little right. But the, no one no one in this country is going to vote for a fascist party, hopefully, or a communist party. It's not going to happen. See how he didn't say hopefully after vote for a communist party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we look at, say, I don't know, the Russian um, revolution, for instance, yeah. the, the people were starving, they were being treated horrendously by their government, they were losing a war, they had large amounts of armed men who had no food, order had broken down and they hated their officers and then you just get this situation of because the people are so desperate they will turn to anything that they can think can help them and this can be the nazi party like the germany in the 1930s or it can be the bolsheviks like it was in russia in the 1910s so i think it's one of those things that can only appear in like when something goes changes a lot and if a slightly less um example of this is Spain, where things they had a civil war, but it wasn't like the country was. It was more ideological. It wasn't that the country was disintegrating and then they, it sort of sprouted out. It was more of an ideological conflict in the first place. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, they tend to be violent because of the situations that caused okay. them. Okay. Peter, you have been alarmingly quiet for an alarmingly long period of time. You're turning into like the will in the first ten episodes. What's the what do you want me to say? Do you want me to I'm wrong? Is that Surely it? You have do you want me to just stand here and look you in the eye and say, yes, I am left-wing. I was wrong. I was lying to you. I was in denial. I've lied about my entire existence for months, for years. When I met Peter a few years ago, he was a Tory voter. Or at last, that's at least what in he fact, told me. In fact, two years ago, when I first started having some classes with you, you were, you were soft conservative. Peter was solidly light blue. That's yeah. where he was. Yeah. And, and over the past few months, very, everyone, very over the past few months, everyone but you has noticed that you have been dragged left. Can I accept responsibility for this? <laughs> this is me who is doing the dragging. I th- I would like to say at least partially. I'm quite proud of myself. What have you, you spent too much time on Reddit? You spent too much yeah, time on Reddit. I would say. But and Max spends that much time on Reddit, mm-hmm. and you don't, like, he'll do it instead of working, and he's not been dragged left. But I would say Max might have been dragged left. We don't know. I do remember last time you did it, Max was further right and further authoritarian than this. No, no, I was more, yeah, I was much right, more right. Oh, he was. So he, was Max, has also so, moved yeah. left. And I think Reddit is a, an interesting thing. I would say Reddit has 
helped move me left. Well, you guys need to spend a bit more time on the Donald to balance we, out these left-wing opinions. Oh, it's, it's the expo- echo chambers. Yeah. You're only exposed... Because I basically only use Reddit for social media and for most of my news. So I only get exposed to Reddit's left we- like left-wing community, left-leaning community, and what the people there want me to see. I only see tailored news for a left-wing... Libertarian. Not what we want. If you read the news, do you go to the and you read it from somewhere other than Reddit? What? Where do you go? Um, I would normally go to BBC News. BBC News. But it's generally I get most of my news from Reddit or the political subreddits on Reddit, which all lean scarily far left. No, well, the political subreddits. Sorry, back for a second. Just the political subreddits on Reddit are an interesting case where some go very very far left, but others would go left wing in the American sense, which for anyone British here, is much more to the right. So the Democrats are the left-wing party in America, and they're much more sort of centrist. They would be centre-right, I think, in this country. Well, unless you're Bernie Sanders. Unless you're Bernie Sanders, who would be maybe as far left as New Labour. I'd Probably, no, I'd think further. Maybe further left, but he's, he's not a Corbyn. I'd say Ed, no Mil- Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband, yeah. okay. But by no stretch is he a Corbyn government. So the, I think on Reddit, I, I think you often see... Because the the minorities are quite loud. The 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 further left you are, the louder you get. But there is a quite a large centre ground as well. That's sort of neoliberal, but socially quite okay. libertarian. I think. Okay. I think Excuse. another cause for this would be sort of the state of politics in our country, because we've had a conservative government for the last what nine, nine years. years now. I mean, growing up as yep. teenagers, the only thing we've really known is conservative government. We're yeah, we've known to think the about after, yeah the labor. aftermath of the recession and a conservative government going through austerity. So we've seen that free market, lack of government intervention isn't always the best option. So that has led to lots of our generation being quite left. And so we've never experienced a left-wing government since we were nine. Mm. And it's also interesting to think that, say, Corbyn's government does get into power, this will be the most left-wing government in the last 40 years, maybe, maybe longer, 50 years, in this country. Oh, Um, probably the most left-wing government ever. There were some in the... No, Callaghan was Ed Miliband. He wasn't, he wasn't as far left as Corbyn. So yeah. Callaghan was the... So you had New Labour, which is Gordon Brown, just before David Cameron, and before him, Tony Blair. Then you had Conservative government, so I'm going back. So John Major in the 90s, uh, who was right of centre, really. Margaret Thatcher, who was hard right in the late 70s and 80s. Before her, you had Jim Callaghan, who was socialist but not a patch on John McDonald and Jeremy Corbyn. Before him, you had Wilson, I think, or Heath, and they were left of centre. So Corbyn and the Labour Party were only formed in the 1910s, in the early 1900s. So unless I'm missing a prime minister or or, or a government somewhere down the line, Corbyn would probably be the most left-wing government Britain has ever seen. Which is an interesting, talking about the state of polarisation, because... We've seen everything move further over to the right, but suddenly have a massively, massively left-wing government be... Well, first, this is the first time a major party's been this left-wing for a long time. That shows how polarised things are I wouldn't say it's more to the right, I said it's sort of kept the same in the right, which is sort of the nature of conservatism. Well, Although recently with Brexit and sort of UKIP, and so, I'm not sure what that is. UKIP are actually slightly more left-wing than the Tories, but they're more authoritarian. Yeah. That's generally how... Well, could David Cameron, with his compassionate conservatism, drag the party kicking and screaming into right of centre? And he did a fairly good job. Peter, you, 
Peter's like Peter and Will sit on a sofa on the other side of the table. Will's leaning forward, he's waiting to get him to wait. Peter's just sitting back into the sofa with his hand and head, watching his phone. You're sulking, aren't you? You're sulking. You're, you're genuinely. You've belittled me enough. I'm at a low <laughs> point right now, and I think some. You could, come on, we're having a debate about Corbyn and Thatchering. You know, you've got to contribute something. You're just looking through your Instagram okay. DMs. Corbyn bad, Thatcher bad, Cameron bad, May bad, Brown bad, Blair bad, Callahan bad. Goodness me, he's having a fit. Major bad. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just had a mental breakdown. Yeah. This. It's cracked him. Everyone's bad except for... Nick Clegg. Nick Clegg. There you go. <laughs> Nick Clegg bad. Saviour um, of British politics. That's my contribution. Okay, so... We've talked about a little bit of the history of the political spectrum. we talked about where centrism comes from and whether it's actually worthwhile. we talked about the history of hard socialism and communism. we realised that each of us have different political opinions. We have touched upon socialism and capitalism as rival forms of economic systems, which means that this is the perfect place to leave the debate for this week. This is part one, as part of this sort of loose two-parter. Next week... We're going to go straight into the action. No faffing around. It's going to be our normal, what do you think? And then we get involved into this debate. We're, we're looking forward to this one. Um, it's going to be, Will, you're going to be talking about, you know, socialism and communism as, hard socialism and communism as the preferred form of government. Mac is going to be arguing against. Pete is going to be sulking in the corner. I'll be hosting. We're looking forward to it. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Follow us on Instagram at Paulie and Fo- no at Podcast Paulie and Twitter. Goodbye.